to be in church uh, once again this Saturday night. And before we get into the service, I would like us to spend a little time in prayer. Um, I specifically got up here because Brother Sam is not well. He's running a temperature, doesn't seem like it's a cold or he tested for COVID and it's not positive. Um, so it might be some infection in his system that's acting up. So we want to remember to pray for him. And um, also, uh, we were pleased to have Brother Abrio with us for a few days. And he's gone to be in New York uh, for a little bit. I think he might spend another uh, weekend or two weekends in New York. And then he's leaving uh, back for Vasai. We want to pray that God would help us this weekend, help us in church, and continue to strengthen us as we move ahead. Let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, tonight I want to thank you, Lord, for the privilege you've given to us that we can approach your throne of grace. Father, tonight in a special way, we want to remember Brother Sam not being well. Lord, whatever the problem is in his body, we pray that you would let your hand reach down in his life <clears throat> and touch him, Lord. Reduce that temperature, we pray, Father. God, let your healing virtues flow through his life. Pray continue to work in Brother Sam's life, Lord, and all these trials you're taking him through, that you would open his understanding and his heart and draw him closer to you, Father. Tonight we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful fellowship that we are a part of. But Lord, we would like to know that we are doing your will. We're not just having another fellowship like every other fellowship around the world, but Lord, we want to do that which pleases you. And so tonight I bring every pastor here in North America and around the world. Pray for our churches in Canada. Pray for our churches in the United States. Pray for our work, the work of God that might be existing in Mexico and some of these other areas, Lord. We bring your every one of your men that's occupying a pulpit, Lord, before you, that you would continue to work in their lives. Bless their services this weekend, especially here in North America. But we also pray for the work of God in India and in Africa, in Guyana, in the Caribbean, Lord, in England, other areas that we might not even be aware of, Father. We pray that you'll touch men of God around the world. Open their hearts and their minds to the understanding of your word and your will, Father. Please, O oh God, we pray. Lord, if ever there was a time that we need you, we need your presence, we need your direction, we need your guidance, Father, it is in these days. So many voices so many situations, so many negatives around the world, Father. 
Oh God, please, we ask that you'd have mercy on your people. Have mercy on our society. We prefer city here in Mississauga and Toronto. Lord, we pray that you'll touch the leaders in this area. Lord, would you give individuals that are leading the country conviction? Please, oh God, we ask that the church will continue to exist, Father. Not just casually or compromising the word we preach, Father, but holiness would be never compromised, but preached and proclaimed, Father. Please, oh God, give us the boldness. More than anything else, Lord, we need your spirit. That which fell on the day of Pentecost, that which touched the early church apostles. Father, we pray that, oh God, you'll fill your people today with the genuine Holy Ghost. That you'll give us a measurement for the temple and the altar and uh, the individuals that worship therein. Father, please, oh God, direct your people, Father. Touch our bodies, we pray. Pray for every child of God present in church here tonight. Those who are not here, everyone joining this, this live streaming, Father, we pray that you will touch their mind. It's not just be, let, it, let this service not just be another streaming service, Father, but a service that would rain conviction and direction in the hearts of your people. Oh God, once again, we ask you to touch Brother Sam. We pray a bless this weekend. Help the music department. Help the saints in the church. Oh God, give us direction, we pray. Bless us this weekend, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
bless the Lord that we can gather together, that I can come out and uh, it's a little bit of a drive but uh, Lord helped me and I uh, was able to get a couple things accomplished so thank the Lord that he is good and as been said uh, he's been faithful to us uh, through what Brother Terry said, um, there are people that um, are uh, leading and um, showing us uh, what we stand in need of, showing us uh, a way, a, a route, and uh, thankful for Brother Singh and Sister Singh and the family. Uh, we thank God that um, he's, he's good and he's, he's working for us. He's working in a way that sometimes we, we cannot uh, see. But uh, he knows how to guide and direct us, and uh, his mercy is sure. constantly there before us. Um, so I'm thankful that we've come to a place, um, thinking in the songs that we've been singing, how, um, how good it is to come and to know that we can hear the word of God and to know that his spirit works, that... Um, bring about something in our life to bring a peace, a lasting peace, something that is uh, more than just temporal, and that peace comes from uh, the blood of Jesus Christ, that comes from that which washes us and cleanses us, and that's what the psalmist often referred to. David was a man that was, uh, um, uh, he was uh, chaste, and he was, uh, um, not desired uh, to be in the place where God had, had uh, wanted him to be uh, down the road. Um, and so he had to um, guard his life while Saul uh, hunted for him. And uh, in that place, um, I think it was a real trying experience for David. And uh, if we can relate a little bit sometimes when we go through difficult situations it's for our good it's uh, to try us and um, David David was um, going through a lot I think that he he really didn't slip he really didn't pull back through that time there are times when he was on his um, uh, later on when he received his his um, kingship uh, there were times where he was um, uh, a target of the enemy, and he uh, he was uh, he was then brought into a place where uh, we, we hear uh, his bones were like dryness, uh, and he 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 uh, needed something from God, and and his his. Um, his concern was uh, for God to heal him in those situations. Uh, through one situation was the prophet Nathan had to touch, had to speak to his situation. And uh, um, David recognized that he was the man. He was the man that, that uh, Nathan the prophet was speaking of. And um, um, he, uh, he, he felt 
there uh, some some uh, working of God in his life because uh, he didn't want to go on in the state that he was in. He was touched in such a degree that uh, he confessed his sin. And uh, we have a couple psalms, whether they relate to that brother sing or not, but uh, it relates to the condition that David was going through. He was crying out and calling out to God, help me in this situation. And um, he did declare that um, what God desired was a contrite uh, spirit. Was it a broken heart and a contrite spirit? And, and he desired uh, that, that he could be washed in the inner man. And um, that's a part of God touching a man and um, restoring what he felt was broken bones. And we know that when you've got truth, that is what keeps you going. That's what keeps you on online is uh, first, Brother Singh would say, the first truth that we, we need to understand is the truth about ourself. Uh, where am I before God? Where am I before my fellow man? How am I, how am I walking? How, am I walking in humility? Am I walking in forgiveness? Am I walking in, in love? And uh, showing that uh, right attitude um, in these situations. Am I, am I charitable? Am I, am I doing things just to be seen? Or am I doing things to, uh, to share uh, that love of God because someone is down and someone is really hurting? And, and uh, is there something that can be brought about that can be a, a change and a help? Uh, we're here to edify through what we say, but encouraged too, through what we do with to one another. But I wanted to especially emphasize the fact that David uh, felt so alone. He felt so isolated in the fact that he, he was dried up. And Brother Singh would share uh, a message on the dry bones. Um, can these bones, can these dry bones live? Yes. It, is it dry bones that they were talking about? Because I thought of that. And if, and if it was any other word, like can these decayed bones, that's something that is already gone through a process of degeneration. No, they're dry bones. They're, they're something that, that is just, just uh, without, in a sense, spiritual life. And that's where we're at sometimes. Amen. Can these dry bones live? Can something be brought into it? And uh, we come, we gather, and we, we know that it's God's Spirit that touched us initially, and it's God's Spirit that's going to continue to lead us because uh, He's the author, He's the finisher of, of our faith. He has sent His Spirit, and um, that's the Spirit of comfort. And whatever you're going through, whatever I'm going through, we can experience a touch from the Lord because of that comfort that comes from above. And, and that's what David experienced. He experienced some change and some, some renewing within. Uh, and uh, his, his, he was, uh, uh, there was an answer to him and he, would con he was able to continue. And so that's how we can relate, uh, the scripture relates to us. In difficult times, let's continue to go on. Let's continue to hold on to the Lord. So I thank the Lord that he's brought us to a, a good place where we can 
um, uh, restore our soul, you know, and we can be brought together and feel his his goodness, feel his his covering on us. And uh, apart from that, where would I be? And I'm so thankful that that uh, through the moves that uh, I went through, um, the Lord didn't send me anywhere. I moved. It's it's rather interesting, Brother Singh, because. Uh, when God moves on someone, uh, he's sent. But, uh, you know, I, I don't stand in big shoes. I'm just a small little guy. But I thank the Lord that his word is there. Amen. His word Amen. holds us and keeps us. And anything that you're going through, you know, give it to the Lord. Because the Lord can sustain you in those times. Thank Amen. the Lord for his mercies. Praise God. Praise God. special. I thank God for this place. David says, I love the habitation of thy house and the place where his honor dwells. And it's uh, when I think about, think about it, that the Lord has chosen to place his honor in a place where his saints, his people, his sheep can respond. And uh, this is a wonderful place. Mm -hmm. It's uh, more than just, uh, just a, 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 a set of walls and pews, but there are saints of God that have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And tonight as we're here, we have been having so many wonderful instructions from the Word of God. We have heard many of them over and over, but it's drawing to a close for us. It's drawing to a close for the world. God is a refuge and a strength, 
a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I will not fear what man can plan or what they, they think they can do, because every one of that is called. God has made, a, made, a, made, a, made an area. He has touched somebody to give them that direction. And we are having directions in this assembly. That's those scriptures that were talked again last Wednesday was really outstanding. You know, the Lord is going to make the earth empty. He did not make it empty at first. God is not a man and he's not corrupt, but his mind is uh, pure. And uh, Jesus has the very mind of his father. And also when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. And he has, uh, he, not only just Peter and James, and we thank God for what was written. But right now as we're here, he's still speaking. The same God that spoke to Peter, the same God that spoke to David, the same God that uh, spoke to all of these precious men that gave their very lives for the words that they received because they understood what was coming for those that responded according to it. Jesus said, if I go, I'm coming back to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And uh, Isaiah prophesied that the Lord is going to make the earth empty and he's going to turn it upside down. The United Nation is, uh, they're making so many plans. This country is attacking the other and the war and the rumors and you name it. But I thank God that there is still element that God is touching. He's calling and is uh, uh, placed a ministry that is helping them, that is causing them to see where they are going. We are not walking in darkness, but there is light for God's people. It's not uh, serving God abruptly and uh, with no nothing in sight. Somebody say, well, we have been serving God all this while and I don't see anything. Well, I do see something. I do see a kingdom uh, coming. I see a kingdom that is established on the face of the earth. And uh, humanity, many of God's people at times, they lose sight of the vision that has been given. And, uh, the, and uh, the adversary has uh, infiltrated their heart. But I thank God that he has given us that ability. He has put that light in front of us that we can uh, embrace it. And uh, it covers all aspects whether it be the pastor, uh, and I thank God we need pastors. Everybody's not going to follow their own way. But Jesus did say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto me except the Father which had sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
But all have been born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and uh, there is a time given to everyone. Some are three score and ten and more, and some even less. But God knows what is needed for every single one. Every one that is uh, sitting here, wherever they are right now, sometimes you wonder what next. But hearing the messages, I don't wonder anymore. I don't have to wonder. But he's going to make the earth empty. Yes. What is to be emptied? What caused it to be in this state? There is this being called uh, Satan. And he's out to destroy uh, everyone, the accuser of the brethren that accuse him, accuse them before God day and night. But as we're here, God is enlightening us uh, that our heart can be cleansed, our heart can be changed. Mm -hmm. We can have that proper response to our brother and our sister because there is no one that that was alive all the way from Adam coming down that never fell in one area or the other some more than others but uh, it doesn't uh, a glass of water uh, just take one dirty drop of water and put it in there and the whole thing is good not good for drinking but it's all polluted and there is so much pollution and uh, uh, somebody say well that uh, that's a big church over there. That's a big gathering. God does not look on that. He looks on the heart. And, and uh, he placed uh, a, a man of God. You know, the Ethiopian eunuch on his way. He was reading uh, the book of Isaiah. But he never understood. But God touched Philip. And Philip went down to Gaza. And he saw him. And he approached him. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I understand except somebody that tells me what's going on? And over these years, these 43 years, we have been hearing things right here that was never explained before, but it has been opened up and the iniquity. Uh, these uh, terms, we read them over and over, iniquity. Uh, what the Lord does not approve of and he approves of he, he approves of us uh, coming here he approves our gathering together mm -hmm. but it's not to come here and sit down right. but to get the notes yes. get the words Amen. in our heart get uh, get the direction uh, to avoid what's happening out there and what uh, the possibility of what would contaminate us but we are i thank god that the word is being given that we can be cleansed Amen. by the washing of the water of the word and uh, god that is uh, is is happening and he all of what's happening out there many are rejoicing they don't even know they're blind they don't know where they're going and what's going to happen but I do know what's going to happen. The Apostle John says, I saw a new earth. And I saw a new heaven. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. And God has made a provision 
for us to become righteous. And, uh, and if the righteous sometimes be scarcely saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? But God has made it possible. And, uh, and again, there is to be the judgment Amen. that is coming. And God is a just God. And, uh, and he's, he's not guessing. But he knows exactly he's coming back to reward every man according, according as his work shall be. And we have been admonished and given, given duties uh, to, be, uh, to be done. And if we just uh, sit around and don't uh, do what needs to be done, there will be no reward. You work, uh, work two hours, that's all you'll get paid for on the job. You work 40 hours, it's a, it's a better pay. Uh, and uh, somebody will grumble and they say, well, I need a union. Well, there will be no union to challenge what God is, uh, is going to establish from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. When I think of uh, Brother Singh was talking about uh, the animals and, the, and these uh, creatures that come around his area, it's the same this morning, almost every morning I'd open the door and, uh, and uh, these little birds, as soon as I open the door, uh, they come on the fence. And, and I put rice and, and stuff out there and they would come down. Uh, and when I go back, they all come down, sometimes two or three. And uh, next thing you know, about five minutes later, there's a whole host. I think they go and call the others. We're getting good things. Don't just bottle it up, call the but call the others. Let's share it. We don't have to talk about the faults that might be here. Every one of us have something there. Every one of us. But I want to be in the kingdom. I want to be there. It's going to be not just a, a, a great time, the day of the Lord. It's not 24 hours, but a day in the Lord is as a thousand years. And uh, when that thousand year is concluded, the problem will be totally solved. Satan and all those angels that has uh, deceived humanity will be a thing of the past. And uh, beyond that, Paul says, I am not seen, neither ear heard. Neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. If you love me, keep my commandments. There is, there is a great reward. There is life. There is liberty. We can share it. Don't just take a backward step. But it's time to move forward. I thank God to be here. Amen. Give him praise. Amen. 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 Well, I thought Brother John was going to preach until 7.30. But it's a good night to be in church. I appreciate all that has been said. And I just got up, grabbed my Bible, open it up and it's open up before me here in Matthew 24 and uh, touching on chapter 25 
I got 15 minutes to talk to you. And I was listening <coughs> to the Des Moines meeting, and it was one of the areas Brother Glenn opened the meeting with, uh, dealing with Matthew 25. And the concept that was shared, and I'm imagining if I was there and I had to get up after Brother Glenn was finished, uh, what would I say? And I'll try not to say the wrong thing too much, just a little bit um, boldness. But um, in Matthew 25, one of the things Brother Glenn Goodwin said uh, that uh, we have said so many times here is that here were five ten virgins, Matthew chapter 25. We're going back a little bit here to 24 in a second. But in Matthew 25, this parable tells us about ten virgins. It says, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto ten virgins which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Some of the translations that they have describe these virgins not as virgins, <clears throat> but ten, ten bridesmaids. The moment we change it from virgins to bridesmaids, uh, the concept starts to change in our minds. When I say virgin, you're thinking, oh, a virgin to be in the bride of Christ. When I say bridesmaid, it changes the concept altogether. And here we're looking, one of the things that was not said here was anything talked about the bride. And it says, these were ten virgins and they took their torches, the margin says, they took their torches and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, apparently, the bridegroom was coming from the wedding, and I'm sure he had his bride, but the concept that is being promoted here in this chapter 25 is that we should be ready. You see, if I ask you, are you ready? Suppose the Lord come today, are you ready? And it is something that that we must understand that Matthew chapter 24 and 25 is telling us the necessity to always be ready. I was telling Sister Chandri that maybe on Wednesdays we spend that day fasting, every Wednesday we try to spend that fasting, and uh, then I'm thinking tonight as I'm sitting there, maybe Saturday night, Saturday would also be a good day. So we had to get some work done today, but Saturday and Wednesday, two days that we have church, and even on Sunday, uh, don't eat in the morning until, you know, like you can come. But right now, let's deal with Wednesday. And uh, we'll probably go to, to, to Saturday. But uh, five of these, it says here, five of these were wise and five were foolish. Now, I'm standing looking at these individuals. Why were they wise? Why were, were five wise and why were five foolish? It says, the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Um, so some had lamps, and the wise one had extra oil to go along with the lamp. Apparently, these torches, when a bridegroom is coming, and he, by the time he gets there, you know, it's, long, it's a long journey from wherever the bride is, so by the time the bridegroom comes, these, vir these virgins or bridesmaids are waiting to light up their torch. 
Now, if for some reason that bridegroom delays his coming, remember the word delay his coming, then your torches would need refreshment. Uh, it would need to be refilled. It would need that extra oil. And so, here is what happened. The bridegroom did tarry. Verse 5, while the bridegroom tarried, unfortunately, the lambs all started to go out. And so they're going out. The wise had extra oil, but they did not use it. Well, why looks different? Let's, let's hop now with our fellow brethren here and just let the light go. Uh, because it's late and this bridegroom really is taking a long time. I say that all the time about Jesus coming back. Lord, will you come soon? I wish you'd come today. Of course, he's not going to come. I wish you'd come as soon as possible and uh, ends, end all this world and whatever is going on. But that's not happening. But it says here, they all slumbered and slept. Now, I made a statement, and it might not be a very sweet statement, but I says, why is it that I, how wise am I to have extra oil and see the lamp is going out and not fill, uh, refresh my lamp with the oil, uh, top it up to keep it alight? You understand what I'm saying? How smart am I? So I concluded and called these individuals some were dumb not to, to put the oil and keep the lamps alight, um, alit, is that a word? Keep the lamps alit, lit, uh, keep the lamps burning. Some were, how wise am I? I have the extra oil, but I look, everybody, this lamp is going out and I just let mine go down so I can also fall into the same category of slumbering and sleeping. So I said some were dumb and some were dumber. One person did not sleep. The wise individual at this point in time was the watchman. Because at midnight... He cried and says, the bridegroom cometh. He was not asleep. And so I worry about this slumber that all of these bridesmaids came under. This deep slumber. We are all waiting for the return of Christ. It's something that's preached in every church. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And... It might be a problem because after a while, you change your mind. Something happened recent, uh, not so long ago, but we've been trying to go to Rochester for how long? Months, almost a year we're trying to go to Rochester. Every time we said, let's make a trip, something is happening that hinders us going to Rochester. Now, if I was in Rochester, expecting Brother Singh and Sister Singh to come to Rochester and they didn't come the first time something happened. They didn't come the second time something happened. They didn't come the third time something happened. They said they're going to come soon and then something else happened. Now there are four times they're trying to come and they didn't come. 
<coughs> I wouldn't, I would lessen up on my preparation. Because like they say they're coming, but they never come. It's like a letdown, right? Would you blame them lessening down on their preparation? Because every time they cooked the food and they waited, we didn't come. Well, in, in today's world, you can put the food in the fridge or freezer or something. But back there, it's gone. And so when the bridegroom delayed his coming, a lackadaisical spirit, a procrastinating spirit, took a hold of the ten bridesmaids. And the ones that were wise were not so wise to put oil in their lamps and keep it lit. The ones that were not so wise did not even carry extra oil. And so here's my question. If these bridesmaids symbolize or represent the church world today waiting for the return of Christ including Gospel Assembly Church are we having our lamps lit? See the oil is the knowledge putting the oil in the lamp is living the knowledge the oil is the knowledge putting it in practice in a daily life is living the knowledge Blessed is the man that lives the knowledge. That walketh not with the, those that fall asleep in today's world. But he's like a tree. He, will, he, he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Stand in the way of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Now having said all of that. I ask the question. Is the church world today asleep? To the reality of evil in our day. Are we slumbering in gospel assembly charges like everybody else is slumbering out there? Are their entertainment, our entertainment, or are there uh, forms of lifestyle just like us? It's a question. Well, I back up a little here and I've got seven minutes to go. In chapter 24... Jesus start after he talks about Noah's day and how the flood came and took them all away. He said in verse 42, watch therefore. Everybody say watch. watch. Try that again. Watch. One more time. Watch. watch therefore, for you don't know what hour the Lord doth come. But this know that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. It's very important that we be ready at all times. Now sometimes it is very hard when you're making preparation and he's not coming. So here is the situation, verse 45, verse 46, 45. Who then, who then is that wise, faithful and wise servant or watchman or preacher whom his Lord had made ruler over his household to give them the oil to keep their lamps burning and thy word is a lamp unto my feet to do what? help me to walk godly and pleasing to God in today's world who then is that 
watchman that does not come under the influence of theological religion in our day. Who then is that watchman that's not contaminated with the spirit of society? And he goes on to say, Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing, giving the people the necessary light and understanding to help them overcome evil in their day. When you get light and understanding, it will keep you awake. Don't let the lamps go out. You need the light in today's world to guide your step on a daily basis. And he goes on to say, Verily I say that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant, let's take out the word evil, if that servant shall say in his heart, the other servant say in his heart, Oh man, he's not coming. He's not coming, so here's what I'm going to do. He shall begin to smite his fellow servants. He condemns the man that wants to live for God. And he starts to eat and drink with the drunken. I'm not thinking this here is talking about alcohol. I'm thinking this is talking about dogma and doctrine that's not approved of God. So listen to me, four minutes left. If I'm a pastor and I've got my library full of all kinds of blends of fornicating alcohol, men that are not called of God, Hymenaeus has his book in my library, Diotrephes has his book in my library, um, Phygelus has his book in my library, Hymenaeus and Philetus, uh, Shemiah and Hananiah got their book in my library. What am I taking sips on? That which will intoxicate me and I will fall asleep and don't even realize it. Today, may God raise up a ministry that will not come under the influence of apostate Christianity. Now we might say we're the body of Christ, but if we graduate out of seminaries out there that God condemns, are we the body of Christ? Are we drinking of the wine of their fornication and we think we'll get off? You know, the classic example is Israel down through the years. Every time God saved Israel, they came out of Egypt, Egypt was in their hearts. You see, the detox system to get Egypt mentality out of their minds did not work. So God bleached their bones in the wilderness. They went into the promised land and before you know it, God had to send them back into captivity. Israel in the book of Judges by the time they came out, a few years, they go back into captivity. My question is, what is the possibility of the body of Christ, like Israel, going into captivity and does not even know it?
What is the possibility of us eating and drinking with the drunkard and calling ourselves the body of Christ? What is the possibility? I'm asking some question. If Israel did it over and over, that's why we had Isaiah, that's why we had Jeremiah, that's why we had all the prophets, and even when Jesus come, Israel was drunk. That's why the Lord had to raise up one man and detox him before he even went. Son of a priest called John. They nicknamed him the Baptist. God sent him into the wilderness, not a seminary. You know where John got his training? In the wilderness. When he came out of the wilderness, did he have the garb? And the clothes and the attire of the priestly family? No, he did not. He was dressed in camel's hair. For God to use and save us today, God must detox us from the wine of our fornication. Otherwise, we'll all, wise and foolish bridesmaids, slumber and sleep. May God keep the watchman awake. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight for this time we spent in your house. Lord, except you build a house, we labor in vain to build it. And except you keep the city, the wisest watchman's knowledge would be of no benefit, Father. So we're trusting our lives into your hands tonight. We're trusting our future into your hands tonight. We pray you'll help us, O oh God, not to play religion, not to be intoxicated with the wine of our fornication, Father. Such a subtle system, not to fall asleep, but, O oh God, to be awake to righteousness, that we sin not. May these words remain in our hearts, we ask, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.